fighting for freedom every day. You as the individual, you have the power. You don't have to join a union. You go in as an entry-level position. You get the experience that you need. And then as you work up, you get better at your job, which means they pay you more. If they don't pay you more, then you go to another company to show what you've learned and what your value is to where you can get more. If they really don't like that, then you can go and start your own damn business because we have a free market, laissez-faire, capitalist society, allegedly, to where you can actually go off and do your own thing. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right it is. Welcome back into the program. It is a pre-Friday celebration, the greatest day of the entire week. You see the light at the end of the tunnel, and I know it's hard after the holidays to try and get back into that groove. Well, we're here for you, so welcome into the show, and let's get this ball rolling. Broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station. We are all over the country, radio, TV, live streaming, and podcasting, wherever you may be watching or listening. We appreciate you, your Millennial General, reporting for duty. Have you ever heard the term follow the money? Because it seems to be more prevalent in today's time than ever before. Follow the money. The Democrats, the progressives, really the elites as a general mindset even the republicans in many aspects at the federal level uh we really can see the agenda of what the big government centralized power buffoons have in store for us by just following the money on what they invest in what they try to research what they throw money in for social programs all we got to do is follow the money and uh, there's a lot of money that are being thrown out right now when we're in an economic crisis we're about to go into a recession we have inflation at near nine percent we have gas prices at near five dollars a gallon where's the money going politics comes down to two things and i've said this many times before it is the outreach i guess three things it is the uh it is the outreach and the pr team that you have it is the agenda that you have and it is the money that you have to spend to make it look really pretty and polish it for individuals to actually go along with it so we'll We'll talk about some of that here in just a moment. Welcome into the show. Bottom of the hour, Selwyn Duke. He is a writer for The New American. We've had him on the program many, many times before, and it's been a while, but you want to see what actual journalism looks like? You know, investigating things, researching things, and then reporting it and just letting people know about the information. This guy's on it. He's a master at it. He's a writer and contributor for The New American, thenewamerican.com, and we'll talk with Selwyn Duke as he has, It's we already have dirt on him, but I guess we need more dirt on the Biden family corruption. I, I know. <laughs> so we'll talk about the Biden family corruption. I was not aware of this. Did you know this? That Joe Biden not only had two sons, now he's got one son because one of them passed away, unfortunately, but he has the son, Hunter Biden, and the laptop that's still under investigation that was forcefully accepted to the FBI. But he also has a daughter. And I did not realize, maybe I knew that and I just never thought about it because she never is in the news or in a headline or was talked about in any way, shape, or form. But he has a daughter as well. And apparently in her journal, as the daughter, talks about some pretty dirty things about Joe Biden. So we'll get to his scoop on that as he's done some investigative research on Joe Biden and the ongoing Biden family corruption. Right now, though, where's the money going in our What's Trending story of the day? What's trending today? There are two headlines that I want to read to you. And they both relate to children, unfortunately, because, again, now the focus from now until election time is going to be the children. It started about a half a year ago, six, eight, ten months ago, when we saw the primary or we saw the special elections in October, November of last year and the Virginia election and the Democrats literally coming out that parents shouldn't have a say in the public education system and that we're the domestic terrorists and we shouldn't go up there to fight against masks or against vaccine mandates or against critical race theory. We shouldn't have a say in these things as the parents. 
And since then, Mama Bear has awoken all over the nation. Tell you what, don't get Mama Bear upset with Mrs. Voice of Reason, with Little Voice of Reason, because you know what? You're going to feel the wrath of her because she's not going to allow something to happen to Little Voice of Reason, Papa Bear included. That's the way most parents are supposed to be. That's the way we need to be because we need to take care of our kids, not the school system, not the community like Democrats and Hillary Clinton likes to say that it takes a community to raise a kid. I understand what they were trying to say, but it came out horribly because, sure, while they need to be included in the community, it comes down to you as the parent to teach them what's right and wrong, what's good and bad in society. Well, now the public education system, the NEA, the National Education Association, along with the Department of Health and Human Services, all at the federal level, are spending massive amounts of money to brainwash your children and to study your children. Or to, let's say, contain the stronghold, preserve the stronghold of the progressive liberal agenda. Here's what I mean. Headline number one from foxnews.com today. The Department of Health and Human Services has awarded 40. Now, again, I want you to think about this while we're at a time where we're spending a little bit too much money. We went off the COVID-19 pandemic with the uh, with the bailouts and the uh, charity checks. We're going to give you $1,000, but you're going to pay $5,000 in interest rates overall and uh, inflation so don't worry we're going to take care of you by jacking everything up and giving you a nice little stimulus paycheck i want you to think about that on where we're at financially with a nation the department of uh, health and human services has awarded forty thousand dollars to new york university nyu researchers to conduct a study on why children quote favor whiteness and maleness over other entities Let me read that again for you. They got $40,000 to researchers at the New York University to conduct a study on why children, quote, favor whiteness and maleness over our other identities. I don't know what maleness is, and I don't know why children like to favor whiteness or maleness in some way. This is, <laughs> I mean, really? Does this really make sense to anybody here? The project titled Societal Assumptions Regarding Typical Personhood and Their Effects on Reasoning Development. Now, we've talked about on the show many times about how the scientific process is actually done or how it used to be done versus how it is today. The scientific process used to be, I have a theory, and I'm going to test this theory by getting grant money, by doing things, whatever, by running a scientific process with a hypothesis of what I think it's going to happen, then perform the scientific experience, and then see what the results are at the end, and then write about whether I was right or where I was wrong and where things ended up. The scientific method. Now, I don't know how you test the scientific method on something like studying children on why they prefer white people or males overall in society, because I don't even know where to start with something like that. Because it's not true. Little voice of reason, and I remember being the same way as a kid as well. Little voice of reason, when she wants to play, if she wants to roughhouse, if she wants something fixed, she goes to daddy. Dada, my toy broke. Dada, let's play. Dada, and she comes up when we try and do a little boxing thing. Or dada, you know, tag your it and tries to run up because she wants to roughhouse and she wants to play. That's when she comes to daddy. If she's hurt or if she wants to cuddle... Or if she wants to just relax, she goes to mom. Because that's what moms do. The nurturing ones. The caring ones. The ones that love. Now, I tell her, honey, come over here. You can cuddle over here. No, no, I want to go cuddle with mom. But when it's time to play and she wants to roughhouse, dad, dad, let's go. Let's do this thing. There's a purpose for both 
which is why, again, we need to get back to the family values. And I think we've forgotten a lot of those family values. But I don't know where the maleness, what that even means, comes into play in that scenario. Now, whiteness, I don't even know where that comes from at all because I'm pretty sure that if you're a kid, you would go to your mom and dad, whatever skin color they are, and they wouldn't prefer be like, you know what, that guy's a white guy over there. I'm going to go have him be my dad now instead of this uh, father over here who's a dark-skinned guy because the white guy has more things because of his white privilege. Uh, first off, I know that's how the progressives think, which is really sick and twisted and demented. I don't know where they come off with that thinking that children think that way unless they're telling them to think that way. But well done. As we try to struggle society-wise with our economy, we're spending $40,000 to study why children like to favor white people and males over females in some way, shape, or form. Here's the other headline for you that fits right into it as well. Again, follow the money. The NEA, the National Education Association, the largest national teachers at Union, is spending close to $140,000 for an enemies list opposition research of groups as we get in closer to election season. I want to ask you something, very personal something. What is the purpose of a union? What is the purpose of a teacher's union? What's the purpose of it? My understanding of what a teacher's union was supposed to be was to take care of teachers, take care of children, make the education system a better place. We know I'm going under the assumption of what things are supposed to be in the reality world. I'm not going under the assumption of what the politics are supposed to be of the day. That's the way the, it, the system should be working. Obviously, the teachers union, the NEA, is a massive political corrupt organization that spends nothing on the actual teachers or the administrations or the school districts. They only spend it on political campaigns to try and put in left wing progressives that take power away from the teachers while they say they're actually for the teachers. And this, again, is not a knock on teachers at all because you're the victims in this scenario when you're forced to join a teacher's union and then the teacher's union uh, takes a big, large, dog-piled you-know-what on top of you because they don't give a rip about you, but you still have to pay your dues and you can't do anything in the classroom unless they tell you so. According to Fox News, the NEA passed a resolution during their annual representative assembly in Chicago that would allocate thousands of dollars to conduct opposition of 25 organizations that are supposedly attacking gender identity and sexual orientation freedoms in public schools. So, again, not only are they attacking people who just don't like the teachers' union, they're attacking people who are against, quote-unquote, the gender identity and sexual orientation discussions. In other words, we need the third bathroom for the other category, or else you're a horrible human being and we're going to spend money against you. Could you imagine what we could do? If we actually applied this much mindset, this much energy, this much motivation into, I don't know, maybe educational purposes. The big red flag that came to me was, I always knew the NEA and the teachers unions were relatively corrupt. But the big red flag to me was when Trump was in power and he ended up passing his big tax cut. And the NEA and every teachers union out there and teachers organization out there was opposed to it because they were angry that it was getting rid of the tax write-off of the money that they would spend to buy classroom items to put into their classroom. And that it was getting rid of that tax write-off for the teachers, and they were livid. How dare you hate the teachers because you wouldn't allow them to write it off? Now, first off, they were still getting a better tax break to where they'd still be saving more money than being able to write that off. But my biggest point at that, at that time was, wait a second, if they know the teachers are spending money in the classroom... Why are they having to spend their own hard-earned money 
to invest in the resources they need to do their damn job in the classroom? Why instead isn't the education and the teachers unions actually going out and saying to the local districts, hey, you need to give them more money or actually give them a budget to actually spend to invest things into resources into their classroom so they're not out there in Sam's Club buying uh, boxes of tissues, buying Clorox wipes, buying dry erase markers, buying whatever else they need to for their classroom out of their own hard-earned paychecks when they should just be getting it from the school because that's kind of their job. It's like walking into a job and be like, all right, here's your job. You're going to do this, but yet you need to buy everything in order to do it. Wait, what? What are you talking about? And now... Not only are they still not representing the teachers, but now they're coming out and saying, oh, by the way, anybody that opposes what we do and opposes the new movement of the gender identity, sexual orientation garbage for public school kids, K through 12, we're not going to spend money to do opposition research so we can campaign against them and tell people about how horrible they are because they don't believe in the same thing we do. This is not the purpose of a union. And again, follow the money. We can see the corruption blatant in front of our face. You cannot hide any longer. You're being exposed left and right. The new age has arrived to where now you can try your old games, but you're being exposed left and right. All we have to do is follow the money. They're looking up the largest 25 organizations that are fighting against the NEA on some of these agendas, and they're going to try and campaign against them. Good luck with that. It's a sign of desperation because they're losing the female vote and the family vote for the children because now they realize that first off the democrats really aren't favorable to children and they want to gain that public trust back and i just don't know that they can do it lots more coming up on the show stay here the voice of reason with andy hoosier andy hoosier here reminding you not only can you listen to the voice of reason on your favorite radio station but also check out the video of the program on tv and online we're excited to be working with our partners over at opslens to bring the voice of reason live every day on their website at opslens.com on the opslens app that you can download on any of your smartphones or on any of the opslens social media it's a great network that broadcasts multiple shows promoting truth reason and common sense reaching thousands of viewers every day all day long Plus, while you're there, you can always watch some of the best highlights of the show during the weekends or read our latest opinion columns on topical issues of the day. Also, if you want to interact with me during the program, just leave a comment on their social media or the OpsLens app stream. You can always join the live chat rooms, or if it's easier, just email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. Again, that's HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. This is your show, and we want to hear from you. Why? Because it's time for you to be your own voice of reason in your own community. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You want some more reason throughout the day? Well, now it's easier than ever to find. Here's what you do. Check out the website at HoosierReason.com. There you can find past shows, links to all of our social media, special features, our monthly blogs, and a heck of a lot more. Plus, make sure to check in frequently as we're constantly working to add more goodies that you'll really enjoy. Also, you can always subscribe and follow our social media sites for bonus content, articles that we use on the show, or maybe some additional rants. Yeah, it's all that and so much more. Check it all out at HoosierReason.com. 
bring some reason into your day. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. You know what makes me giggle just a little bit? Makes me smile just a little bit as we talk about the National Education Association, the Democrats' agenda trying to brainwash children, people waking up from that agenda and fighting against it. They can't do anything. They're losing the woman vote. They're losing the minority vote. They're losing the black vote especially. They're losing the Hispanic vote, obviously. They're losing the child vote and the young vote now, except for maybe the ones that are just coming up to vote right now which is why they're trying to hold on to that 18-year-old thing. They don't want them to be able to go to war or to buy a firearm or to be able to drink or to be able to smoke. But by golly, you can vote because we tell you who to vote for, and it's really fad. It's the fad, and it's the cool hipster thing to do is to vote Democrat. So they like to hold on to that. But while they're trying to promote this agenda, it's failing miserably. And do you realize how much money these organizations have spent? I mean, seriously. According to OpenSecrets.org, the National Education Association, Top affiliates there. This is the Tennessee Education Association overall in the Nevada. Just a few of them statewide out of a total of 25,950 different contributions, uh, contributors that actually contribute to certain issues. They're ranked number 22 at spending over $6.39 million in total contributions to certain things. This is very interesting. Now you can see the list of how much money. That's just in states, little states here and there. The latest recipients of some of their donations included the NEA Advocacy Fund, which is a really a pact for campaigns, of up near $16.266 million. We have the Committee to Build the Economy. Yeah, this is the Committee to Build the Economy got a contribution from the National Education Association of upwards of $3 million. Senate Majority Pact. Obviously, for Democrats, $500,000. The DNC Service Corp, $233,000. In Union USA, for unions fighting for unions all over the nation, $125,000. And the list goes on and on and on. Imagine if we were spending that $16.2 million, that $3 million, that $500,000, that $233,000. If that were spent not on politics to go after somebody in a dirty, negative campaign, but was actually used, I don't know, for the teachers or for their agenda, which is what they say that they're trying to advocate for, which I get trying to be a special interest in Washington, D.C. You kind of have to be, unfortunately. But if you could just apply that to the school districts, the school districts might actually be able to get the resources they need for teachers, might actually be able to fund things to where the teachers don't have to buy things out of pocket it's a wild concept i realize that it's a very radical stance to take and say hey actually do something productive with it instead of throwing it into the political system making politicians rich to demonize the other side of the aisle when it really doesn't do anything at the end of the day for uh the teachers or the students or the classroom as a whole but they don't see it that way instead a union that's supposed to be just trying to better the working conditions for whoever they represent, in this case as the teachers, which in that case would also be the classroom, which by default would be the children as well. They don't give a damn about them. They really don't. They don't want to spend on that. Instead, they want to invest in opposition research against candidates to be able to fund campaigns to attack those that don't like the teachers' unions, which is why we have such a stronghold in states with teachers' unions. And boy, oh boy, education is a hot topic for many all over the country. Obviously, in Wisconsin, when we had the governor up there, that was Scott Walker, that was trying to be recalled, what, two, three times? 
They tried to recall him. That was because of his attack to dismantle the teachers' union influence in the school boards and in the public education system. And they are a strong beast. They are the mobsters, the mafia types that when you try to go after them, they bring down the hammer, which is why there were three different recall attempts on uh, Governor Scott Walker at the time. Which he was able to win the recalls, then he lost the regular election, which I found kind of interesting. So there was a massive attack on him. Now we're seeing it against Ron DeSantis down in Florida with the attack on the, again, sexual orientation, gender identity bullcrap that they just don't like us fighting against. But their agenda is more important to hell with the students and their needs for education. Let's try and make it a social experiment in the public education system and then try to stomp out any opposition to that. Selwyn Duke, he's a writer for The New American. He'll be joining us right after the break here, right around the corner on The Voice of Reason. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You know, when I get off the air every day, the battle for me against limited government censorship and even unfactual content is far from over. That's why now I'm so happy to say that the Hoosier Media Network is giving you more opportunity to catch the voice of reason along with other great shows and podcasts. It's been a long time in the works and now you can finally enjoy more great content, services and topical shows. We're the safe space for alternative talk, information and ideas that the mainstream media absolutely hates from holistic and alternative medicine, discussions on religion and spirituality, hear entertainment shows, and of course yours truly with the voice of reason. Plus, we offer numerous media services, including helping you set up your own podcast, become your own voice of reason, and bring your expertise to any fun issue or topic. For information on all of our shows, links to podcasts, each show website or social media link, or to find out about everything we do to challenge the mainstream establishment, visit our website at HoosierMedia.com. Again, that's HoosierMedia.com, the future of media. When Reason Meets Radio, you're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right, it is. Welcome back into the program. Halfway through the show already. Flies right on by. Fastest hour of radio on, well, radio. Multiple radio stations all over the country. TV, live streaming, podcasting, however you watch, listen to the show. Thank you. We love you guys to death, no matter where you may be. Trying to cram that 10 pounds of reason into that 5-pound bag. Trying to rebrand the Millennial Generation 1 Radio listener at a time. By the way, I got some comments during the break from a few different of the chat rooms on the online streaming about how their teachers, their spouses are teachers, and how much ridiculous amount of money that they're they've had to invest in buying resources for the classroom. How absurd is that? Again, if the teachers union actually gave a crap about the teachers instead of fighting things like Donald Trump's tax plan from a few years ago, they would be saying, you know what, let's not spend $16 million on special interest politics and investing in the uh, the opposition research for opponents of the teachers union and the NEA. Let's use that money to actually give it to school districts or to teachers to say, hey, maybe we should fight the local school districts or the national school boards or the statewide school boards and say, maybe you guys should be covering the price to or at least give them a certain amount of money to say hey invest into the classroom why are you spending it out of your own pocket but instead they completely avert the issue and um not represent the teachers appropriately let's shift gears a little bit here and go into our latest and what's trending what's trending today speaking of following the money which is what our first half of the program has really been about with different unions and different groups that are investing ridiculous money i mean forty thousand dollars to wonder why children prefer whiteness and maleness 
I don't know what that exactly means, but <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, speaking of following the money, let's talk about some of the uh, where the money's going and the corruption that goes on in the D.C. And obviously with the Biden family, we've heard a lot about it, but not lately. The Biden Hunter laptop, the collusion with Russia, the uh, connection that they've had. Now, I'm not talking Trump collusion with Russia. I'm talking the Joe Biden and the Biden family. But there's new information that's been coming out as well. And I'm super happy to have this guy back on the program. It, is, it has been way too long since we've chatted with him. He's a contributor to The New American, thenewamerican.com. You can find him on his social media at Selwyn Duke. But the man himself, Selwyn, on the line with us here. How are you? How are you, sir? Good to see you. Andy, I'm doing just great. How could I not be doing great? I'm speaking to the voice of reason. <laughs> well, it's good to talk with you again because it has been way too long. You've been one of our favorite guests on the show because this is what, what you do is actual journalism, which we don't get a whole lot anymore in the mainstream media. So it's good to see that we're actually doing research, investigating things, and then actually reporting them because some of the stuff you're coming out with, the mainstream media won't touch with a 10-foot pole. Yeah, well, that's for sure. The mainstream media, as I put it, is the Democrats' propaganda team, their PR team. So they just are about suppressing the truth, along with big tech, which specializes in censorship nowadays, as you well know. Yeah, that is very true. Before we get into this new story, which I was not aware of before I had seen some of this, uh, talk about Hunter Biden's laptop. Have we heard any more on this? Because I know it was forcefully accepted back into the FBI for, for investigation. We've talked about doing committee hearings or something on it. But do we have any new information on this and what's on that laptop? I don't. I mean, the last I heard, I think, is what you heard, which is that the FBI really doesn't know where it is. Maybe they conveniently lost it. It's very, very interesting. I guess that's, again, emblematic of our two-tier justice system that we see today, where it's justice for thee or the laws for thee, but not for me, the left says. So Roger Stone will be put in prison for a process crime, the victim of a pre-dawn raid, even though he's a harmless, innocuous elderly man. But you can have other people on the left such as John Brennan, Clapper, and others who've lied before Congress, but nothing happens to them at all, because today being a liberal means never having to say you're sorry. That is very true. I mean, we're going on, what, how many years now with the January 6th committee trying to investigate Donald Trump, but we can't investigate real corruption going on in Washington, D.C.? And I think that's why we're starting to see such a lack of trust on anything the government says. Even if they are saying something that's accurate or just basic, we tend to just question that now, too, because we don't know what to trust or not trust coming out of D.C. No, that really is true. I mean, people have lost trust in their institutions, not just government, but so many others, and rightfully so with respect to government. Now, I have to point out that when you see government decline like this, it really does reflect the people. We know that especially under a representative government, Andy, people get the government they deserve, and I forget which founding father said it, but he said something to the effect of, never was there a case where you had public virtue where private virtue was absent. So we always have to bear that in mind when assigning blame here. But absolutely, I mean, you mentioned January 6th. I would call those people who are still imprisoned political prisoners. Meanwhile, on the left, we saw those 600-plus left-wing riots in 2020. Very few people held to account, even though billions in property damage was the result. We saw, you want to talk about an insurrection, just one example. We saw Chaz, the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone in Seattle, right? And what happened there was you had left-wingers that actually took over part of a neighborhood. They had firearms on them. 
They said that they were creating their own little country. One, the mayor, I think it was Jenny Durkin, yeah, she called it a summer of love out there. That's how she rationalized the whole thing for a while. And Raz Simone, who was leading the whole operation, he was sort of a warlord, as they put it. Well, we have a picture or a video of him actually giving a gun to a supporter. Yet what has happened to him? Well, according to my research, charges have not even been brought against him. No charges at all. And that's just one example. What about in 2020 when we saw that attack on the White House? Trump actually had to be taken, I think, to an underground bunker. You remember that. No one called that an insurrection. No one said that was the greatest threat to democracy since Pearl Harbor. Just absolutely unbelievable. Unbelievable. Well, not only that, and the one, the few that actually did get in trouble, then you had the, before she was vice president, the uh, vice presidential candidate running, actually trying to fundraise to bail some of these individuals out of prison at the same time. So that was, uh, again, it's the double standard that we're dealing with here because of the corruption that's so bad in D.C., now, with your piece here, your latest one talking about Joe Biden's mm. daughter's diary, I got to admit, I forgot all about Joe Biden actually having a daughter because she's never actually in the news. I hear about Hunter Biden every once in a while. Then I hear about Joe Biden crying about Bo all the time, but I don't hear about his daughter a whole lot. But apparently there's some information that's been leaked out of this. What's going on? Yeah, well, it's very interesting. Actually, Joe Biden had two daughters. One of them died tragically in a car accident, just like his son, Bo, died an untimely death. Certainly some tragedy has befallen that family. But this very much reflects what happened with her brother's laptop, Hunter's laptop. As you know, he left that. He was drug-addled in a Delaware repair shop, computer repair shop, and he never reclaimed it. So what happened was then it got out into the public domain. Well, likewise, Joe Biden's younger daughter, Ashley, she had been drug-addled. She had a diary. As the story goes, she left it in what was called a Florida a Palm Beach halfway house. She left it under a mattress. Now, my understanding is that she planned to return to that house, but the diary was found by a woman named Amy Harris, who ultimately tried to sell it. She did so to Project Veritas, and the diary, unsurprisingly, contains many, many salacious details, some things that would be very, very damaging to the Biden clan. Now, Project Veritas, Andy, did not disseminate or publicize what was in the, uh, the diary initially, even though it had possession of it prior to the 2020 election. And James O'Keefe, the head of Project Veritas, said that was because they couldn't authenticate the contents of the diary. He said that they contacted Ashley Biden's people. They wouldn't confirm that it was theirs. But nonetheless, later on, get this, despite that, the FBI ended up raiding O'Keefe's place and the place of another Project Veritas journalist looking for the diary. So the message was, no, no, it's not ours, but we want it back. And so what was in this diary that could be so problematic? Well, among other things, you know, Ashley talked about her drug use, and she also had this entry that was very, very embarrassing, and that reflects much of what we already know about Joe Biden. She wrote, this was writing about her sex addiction the day before her Alcoholics Anonymous meeting. She wrote, quote, I've always been boy crazy, hypersexualized at a young age. I remember somewhat being sexualized with a family member, no mention of who it was. I remember having sex with friends at a young age, showers with my dad, probably not appropriate, unquote. 
Now, you can see why they wouldn't want this information to get out to the public. And like I said, it accords, Andy, with much of what we've seen of Joe Biden, because I think all of us who stay engaged, we've seen Joe Biden on video touching women and young girls inappropriately. He definitely seems to have a problem there. For instance, there's this one girl who I mentioned who was eight years old. She's in a video, and I'll try to keep this clean. But anyway, her name is Maria Piacesi, if that's how you pronounce it. And she confirmed that Joe Biden actually touched her, I'll just say, above the waist in a very private area. In fact, pinched her. She confirmed that according to Gateway Pundit, but she was afraid to push the issue. So anyway, this is very, very odd. And not only does it bespeak of the character of the man in the White House, and that's very, very significant because unlike what was said in the 90s with Bill Clinton, Andy, character does matter. Character is integral to anything you might do. You wouldn't want to be pulled over by a cop with bad character or give your car to an auto mechanic who is bad character, right? Yeah. Well, it's central for that reason. But then we also have the issue that this kind of information in the wrong hands could make the Biden clan subject to blackmail. And in fact, the Daily Mail, which got its hands on this information, publicized it, printed it up, and they said they did so because they were concerned about that, that if you kept this secret, it could be used to blackmail the Bidens. And of course, I'm sure another incentive the mail had, Andy, was the fact that this is very juicy information. It makes for something good for a newspaper. Of course, it but, does sell one. Let's, yeah, let's hold that break. We've got to take a hard break here, so let's continue this when we come back here. This is, again, mind-bending stuff, mind-blowing stuff that the president, the sitting president, has some of these allegations and nothing's being done about it. We'll talk some more about it when we come back here with Selwyn Duke right here on The Voice of Reason. Stay here. Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Andy Hoosier here, reminding you, not only can you listen to The Voice of Reason on your favorite radio station, but also check out the video of the program on TV and online. We're excited to be working with our partners over at OpsLens to bring The Voice of Reason live every day on their website at OpsLens.com, on the OpsLens app that you can download on any of your smartphones, or on any of the OpsLens social media. It's a great network that broadcasts multiple shows promoting truth, reason, and common sense, reaching thousands of viewers every day, all day long. Plus, while you're there, you can always watch some of the best highlights of the show during the weekends or read our latest opinion columns on topical issues of the day. Also, if you want to interact with me during the program, just leave a comment on their social media or the OpsLens app stream. You can always join the live chat rooms, or if it's easier, just email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. Again, that's HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. This is your show, and we want to hear from you. Why? Because it's time for you to be your own voice of reason in your own community. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You want some more reason throughout the day? Well, now it's easier than ever to find. Here's what you do. Check out the website at HoosierReason.com. There you can find past shows, links to all of our social media, special features, our monthly blogs, and a heck of a lot more. Plus, make sure to check in frequently as we're constantly working to add more goodies that you'll really enjoy. Also, you can always subscribe and follow our social media sites for bonus content, articles that we use on the show, or maybe some additional rants. Yeah, it's all that and so much more. Check it all out at HoosierReason.com.
Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. Fighting for freedom every day. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. And to get hot, I got a lot of, I got hairy legs that turn, that, 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 that turn uh, um, blonde in the sun. And the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down so it was straight and then watch the hair come back up again. They'd look at it. So I learned about roaches. I learned about kids jumping on my lap. And I've loved kids jumping on my lap. <laughs> oh man, that's the they and they think that Donald Trump was the evil, terrible, horrible human being. So, and I mean, that's that's kind of the perfect summation, right there, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, really jumbled. I mean, can you decipher that? What was he actually trying to express? I know about roaches. I can't even begin to decipher that. Absolutely unbelievable. Oh, <laughs> man. But, I mean, as long as he loves children jumping on his lap, that's all that makes sense. So here's the big question. The diary now that's from his daughter, Ashley, I, it, where is it now? Does Project Veritas still have the diary, or has it been turned in? You know, oh, I'm glad you mentioned that, because James O'Keefe, Project Veritas head, said he tried to give the diary to law enforcement at one point, and I'm not sure where it is now. In fact, I don't think we know how the Daily Mail got its hands on the information. Maybe someone at Project Veritas leaked the contents of the diary to the newspaper. So, no, I really don't know. Maybe it's going to disappear like Hunter Biden's laptop. I wouldn't be surprised. That tends to happen, you know. The FBI becomes very incompetent when it comes to things like that, things that could embarrass the left. All of a sudden, we don't know what happened to it. We never saw it. It was here. It's not here anymore. You know, (laughs) that kind of thing. They misplaced (laughs) it underneath some of the filing folders in the cabinet. I mean, it seems like that's how disorganized they are at times, when it's convenient for them, obviously. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, and there are other things we should mention that, when they raided those journalists' homes, I mentioned that, the FBI looking for the diary, there's actually video of one of the raids, not James O'Keefe, that raid, but the raid of one of his underlings. And the FBI came in very aggressively saying, let me see your hands, let me see your hands. And it just makes you wonder what kind of a police state we're ta- uh, turning into. And I'm not exaggerating because you really have to ask how is trying to find a diary within the purview of the FBI? I'm not the first one to make that point. Remember, the only allegation here is that the woman who found the diary, they weren't accusing her of having stolen it, that she really didn't have a right to sell it. That's the problem here. But this shouldn't be within the domain of the FBI. And more and more, what we're seeing is that the FBI is being used as Joe Biden's personal police force. We're seeing the weaponization of government, which became evident under Barack Obama years ago. We saw the IRS, for instance, targeting conservative entities, denying them tax-free status, entities that could possibly have influenced an election. So it's terrible what's going on. And of course, this is what happens when you stop being a land of laws and start becoming a land of men. 
and stop me if I'm going on too long. But a good example of it is what's going on with the Supreme Court. I mean, we've had the Supreme Court recently finally adhering to the Constitution. And what's happening? You see them slammed for doing that six ways to Sunday in the mainstream media, and this influences public opinion. Now a majority of the people in this country, according to polls, Andy, don't like the Roe v. Wade opinion, that it was struck down. Yet that was simply the court doing its job, adhering to the law, giving that issue back to the states. And when you have massive numbers of people who say, oh, we don't like that, the fact that the rule of law is prevailing, and they're only saying it, most of them, because their schooling in civics is so poor, then it's a very, very bad state of affairs in the country, isn't it? Well, it's a bad state of affairs, and it's dangerous when you not only have the media slamming them for public opinion, but you also have elected officials that are out there saying that we need to completely ignore the U.S. Supreme Court. We need to completely just dismember them. We need to either stack them to where we can overturn it, or we just need to ignore them altogether. Not quite teaching individuals how our three uh, three branches of government for our checks and balance system actually works. And I think that sets a dangerous precedent as well, doesn't it? Oh, a very dangerous precedent. That was exactly my point. The public opinion polls are where they are with respect to the Supreme Court because the people have been propagandized by the mainstream media. Whenever I see these so-called reporters and journalists who are agitating against the court as they do, I say they're hurting the country. It's un-American. It really is. It is Selwyn Duke, selwynduke.com. Go and check him out. Also, his pieces on The New American. He also writes for The Hill, The Observer, The American Conservative, World Net Daily, and a heck of a lot more. Selwyn, I always love having you on the program, my friend. You always do such great work. we got to get you back on again soon thank you sounds great Andy. hey and have a great day and god bless god bless you always a pleasure my friend that's selwyn duke we'll definitely get him back on he's got to be a semi-regular guest on the program because he's got the scoop and the lowdown on all the good stuff all right podcast up in just a little bit we're back at it again tomorrow for a friday to wrap up your shortened week after the fourth of july holiday until then be your own voice of reason speak up speak out speak loud speak proud speak the truth and always speak some reason this is the voice of reason i'm andy hoosier we'll see you on the radio Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You know, when I get off the air every day, the battle for me against limited government censorship and even unfactual content is far from over. That's why now I'm so happy to say that the Hoosier Media Network is giving you more opportunity to catch the voice of reason along with other great shows and podcasts. It's been a long time in the works, and now you can finally enjoy more great content, services, and topical shows. We're the safe space for alternative talk, information, and ideas that the mainstream media absolutely hates. From holistic and alternative medicine, discussions on religion and spirituality, hear entertainment shows, and of course yours truly with the voice of reason. Plus, we offer numerous media services, including helping you set up your own podcast, become your own voice of reason, and bring your expertise to any fun issue or topic. For information on all of our shows, links to podcasts, each show website or social media link, or to find out about everything we do to challenge the mainstream establishment, visit our website at HoosierMedia.com. Again, that's HoosierMedia.com, the future of media.